Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are A to Z Sports, Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline that is at A to Z Sports. Hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. Also at A to Z Sports, Nashville. Dot com. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for all of us and they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Uh, the Aura app, keeping us safe online and protecting your information and get a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z and Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Middle Tennessee, Murfreesboro, Columbia, and Franklin. Their website is KrebsKubota.com. So, out of the gates, I, I, I will tease again what I think would be my boldest prediction in a while regarding Derrick Henry and the Titans later on in the show. So is it in a while or is it ever? Well, I, it's you're it's, you're you're Dion. I ain't talking I'm, about the good prime no, time. No, 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 no. I'm just going to allow for discussion to find out if this is my boldest take ever or just my boldest take since like 2017. So we'll figure that out. Okay. All right. So, but obviously Nick Chubb uh, with a gruesome injury last night. I was watching. Monday night football while cooking dinner on my phone. I didn't see the play live, which means I didn't see it because ESPN did a move that I thought was the correct move and not showing the replay. What I saw was Nick Chubb on his seat, holding his knee and leg and in obvious pain. And so I, obviously I started immediately texting our website editorial crew. He's done. He's hurt. This is not good. How can we start working on this? And then I hear Joe Buck saying, oh, this is bad. We are not showing the replay. You audibly hear the Steelers fans in Pittsburgh hear, see the replay on the Jumbotron and react to it in a very gruesome way. So, Zach, uh, as Kevin Stefanski did uh, say after that game, Nick Chubb is out for the season. Uh, this from Ian Rappaport. Suffered is what to believe a significant season-ending knee injury against the Steelers including multiple torn ligaments. He'll have tests done, but unfortunately, essentially what it looked like. And, you know, I I was in Newland Stadium, Zach, in 2015 when Nick Chubb tore up his left knee, dislocated it with multiple ligament tears as well against the Vols when he was at Georgia. And uh, so how did you take in uh, that Nick Chubb injury last night on a nationally televised game? And if I remember correctly, that Tennessee-Georgia game was on CBS. So, Two awful injuries on national TV for Nick Chubb and his uh, football life. Yeah, I saw it. I'm, I don't get grossed out by that. I, I would actually, this is kind of a side conversation. I would be interested if you interviewed Nick Chubb of like what the actual person that is getting injured feels about showing the replay. Because you talk about an Achilles pop. I mean, we saw that last week with Aaron Rodgers and essentially his Achilles roll up his calf. I mean, we were diagnosing that in wee hours of the morning on Monday night last week. This is another gruesome injury, as you mentioned, for Nick Chubb. Uh, as as It's going to be tough, man. I mean, I'm I don't. I'm not a, a doctor. This could be a, a little side doc talk conversation of 
how do you reconstruct a knee twice, you know? Because I felt like it's a very similar in- injury. We always go back to the Willis McGahee injury. That is one, maybe it was etched in my memory because uh, of the age I was and I was, you know, a super football fan. And that was national championship game. Willis McGahee ended up having a, I mean, a damn good career for that injury, right? Considering, when, yeah. When yeah. it occurred, he played a lot of football after that. And we obviously, everybody wishes Nick Chubb the best. Nick Chubb is subtly, like, I, I mean, he's a great running back, right? I mean, I think that could be established. Yeah, or, I think arguably one subtle. of the best. Yeah. He's subtle. And so it's it's terrible what happened to him last night. You also know that when you play football, you're putting yourself in harm's way at all costs. And unfortunately, Nick Chubb, um, you're not going to be seeing him for the rest of the year and wish him a speedy recovery. But yeah, it was it was tough. I, I don't get off put by that those type of injuries. You remember seeing um, Byron Bell? Um, yeah, and that was a that's a throwback name. But we watched that occur in, in practice. Uh, it's a brutal sport. Uh, it's just like watching the UFC, right? You see guys with, you know, black eyes. And cu- I mean, it's just, it's a brutal sport. Yeah. And so like, I, I'm somebody, I can't watch knee injuries on replay. And I, I am somebody that I think about, you know, you asked like, you, it's interesting to watch the player. Like what would the player think of seeing their worst moment, their nightmare replayed on TV over and over and I, I'll, I remember the Nick Chubb injury against uh, Tennessee when he was at Georgia. Unfortunately, that play where he hurt it was on the sideline where they had to review it. And so you had to watch it over and over to figure out what the situation was going to be. I can't watch it. I hurt my knee. I, I, as soon as I see something like that, I, I hold my knee, my left knee, and I, and I think of the worst. And I remember what that feels like. I, I, I'm somebody who cannot watch knee injuries. And uh, elbow injuries also freak me out. I can't and do that. Michael Schneider brings up Mark Slattimore. Remember? I mean, that was... Marshawn uh, Lattimore. Or Marshawn Lattimore, excuse me. Uh, and that was, I mean, that was career-ending, right? And what he represented for South Carolina, I felt like it was, the buzz was all around it. And then that unfortunate circumstance. So, it, you know, yeah. it obviously happens. And this kind of leads you into, you know, what, what does the running back position represent? Because when you carry the football you have a target on your back on your chest on your head on your knee on your ankle I mean you are the guy going to be tackled and you are more susceptible to injury I feel like than any other player on the team in the sport yeah because that that is the defense's job is to get you down at all costs within the parameters of the rules no face masks no horse collars and no dirty plays, but you're going to get hit and there are going to be some unfortunate circumstances. And we've seen that throughout the course of the history of football. Yeah. And you look at, you know, how many top running backs have gotten hurt and missed games already. Like Saquon Barkley's out for three weeks with an ankle sprain. Right. And he went through that uh, this off season. Austin Eckler was a part of the Derrick Henry led group chat of running backs. And he missed week two after an injury. And now Nick Chubb is out for the rest of the season. And, you know, Jesse is saying he may never play football again, complete ligament damage on a knee that was already 100% surgically repaired. Now, I, I'm not going to say he'll never play again, but Jimmy asked the same question. Do you think it's a, a career-ending injury? I, I have no idea because Nick Chubb is 27, turning 28 later this year, and it's the same knee that was already completely redone 
uh, you know, you know, once. And so I don't know what that looks like, but it's going to be a long recovery. And we, I think me and Sam, or maybe me and you talked about like, when you have something that gets re-injured that you already rehabbed and had redone before, it's like a devastating mental aspect of, I have to go do this again. And it was already so hard the first time. And now I'm nearly a decade year older, Nick Chubb having to do this again. It just, it, I, I hurt for Nick Chubb from what everybody's talked about him. He's been on the national spotlight for a long time because of how good he was in college and how good he's been the NFL through his, you know, five plus season so far. This sucks. And I, I hurt for the guy. Well, look at Taylor Lewan, right? Yeah, he re-injured exactly. his knee and he made some business decisions. He, well, yeah, you know, as an Not officially, officially or he has officially or hasn't or maybe did or told somebody that he did. But anyway, you know, it is. I mean, you bring up, it's mentally taxing to get geared up. Look, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to do it. I think Aaron Rodgers will come back. I said that. Last week, I expect to see him in a Jets uniform next year. I expect Nick Chubb to do the same thing. The medical thing, and this is what uh, the chat is bringing up, is it physically possible, right? Restructured twice. How is it going to heal? I mean, th yeah. those are the questions that we can't answer yeah. less well, than lots. 24 hours after it happened. Lots of doctors today can do miracles. And, you know, maybe I can reach out to the Bone and Joint Institute. Uh, Evan Winter talked to somebody at the Bone and Joint Institute about Aaron Rodgers uh, and Achilles at that age. And so maybe we can talk uh, to the folks at the Bone and Joint Institute this week to figure out what that looks like. But let's talk about, you know, the headline of today's show is that Nick Chubb's injury creates a polarizing conversation about Derrick Henry's future with the Titans. And, and we know Derrick Henry has essentially been the outlier when it comes to every important running back conversation since he took over as the full-time Titans running back in the season of 2018. So we're going to hear from Mike Vrabel about the usage of Derrick Henry, which has been a hot topic uh, over the first couple of weeks of this season for the Titans and really what that means moving forward when it comes to the running back narrative that has been talked about all this summer. So we'll hear from Vrabel about Derrick Henry's usage with the new guy, Tajay Spears. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan years ago. I'm glad that I did. And I've stuck through and through, and it saved me money over time. And I've had a really good plan. Health, dental, vision, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you just like it helped me. They've been in business over 75 years, so they can be trusted. All you have to do is take a quick health assessment answer their questions openly and honestly like I did, and then they give you a quote. You ultimately decide if you want to take that quote. I took that quote, and I doubled down on that quote because it gives me great coverage. You can have it for you individually or also your family. you got a wife and kids. They've got family plans that are perfect for you. Visit fbhp.com, Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z, and get and start your health plan today. All right, with BetMGM, it's super simple. If you haven't signed up yet, use our bonus code ATOZ Sports because your first bet offer just got better. You get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's only when you sign up with our code ATOZ Sports with the BetMGM app. That's once again a first bet offer to go big with because you get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and requirements. First online real money wager. Only rewards issued to knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So, Zach, let's uh, hear from Mike Vrabel when he was asked about the split between snaps and touches for Derek Henry and Tajay Spears and really what this means uh, for the long term. Derek, Tajay, uh, I guess carries and, and snap counts and all that. Did that play out kind of uh, ideally for you as far as how they both did their Just thing? want them both to be productive. And, and we know that, you know, Derek's going to have to get his touches. And, you know, Tajay can clearly help us as well, you know, so – whether it's too little, too much, you know, I mean, I sat in here before Derek rushed for 2,000 yards and he was getting it too many times. I, I don't know what to tell you. With Tajay, how do you like the way? Because it seemed like he was You guys running. are chuckling. You're the ones that asked the questions. <laughs> with, with Spears, it seemed like he was running through a lot of the tackles. How do you hey, like we're we're going to block for him one day, I promise you, and he's going to gain 30, 40, 50 yards. I'm not sure, but I <laughs> every time you think he's going to get tackled, he – burst through for another five or six yards and so you know again he got good vision good balance you know good play strength um they, they both are going to help us and um you know we, we got to make sure that we're continuing to get both of those guys the ball that Mike Vrabel and the Titans are very, very high on Tajay Spears right I mean but by the way that Vrabel talks about him we all already know how much they love and how much they respect Derrick Henry. But Tajay Spears is this young rookie is doing everything he can to get snaps and to earn snaps. And if you look the first couple of weeks in week one, Tajay Spears had more snaps than Derrick Henry on the field. And in week two, it was drastically different. Now the Titans, uh, I think he did a better job with play action and, and it did a better job with Derrick Henry's usage overall. Both were very productive because in week two, uh, Henry played much more snaps than Tajay Spears did, Zach. And But both productive. As Derrick Henry got in the end zone, he had 70-plus uh, yards in that game against the Chargers, 79. And then Tajay Spears, eight carries, but 49 yards there too. And so now this is an interesting dynamic because you're watching a Browns team that loses Nick Chubb in, in a gruesome way on the road. And Nick Chubb, if – it's not Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb might be the best pure running back in the NFL currently. But then some guy named Jerome Ford takes over and goes for over 100 yards against a really good Steelers defense. This running back narrative is very interesting and in how it's going to continue to play out when guys like Nick Chubb go down and Jerome Ford uh, has a big night. Well, you have to have a backup running back, even if you have a bell cow back. And I just think that the Titans really like this running back that they've drafted. They've tried in years past, Austin, to draft a backup, right? They just, the productivity has not been there. And so now with Tajay Spears, and we saw this, I think, from the get. We saw it at Tulane, but we really saw it in the preseason. And I will say what I said again last week is, this is the new Titans offense. Tim Kelly, I think, helped. A draft Tajay Spears in some regard of, of a conversation. They all liked him. They selected him. They could have taken a wide receiver. They could have done something else. Instead, they, I think, drafted Derrick Henry's possible replacement. Now, that will be over time. Sure. But this is, this is the new Titans offense. Week one, the reason why the snap counts were different, different, we talked about it, was 
the Saints came out and got the Titans out of their groove to start, and they had to throw the football. And when they throw the football, Derrick Henry is on the field less. Tajay Spears is more of a threat for their offense when they are throwing the football. Now, play action, they had some big plays when Derrick Henry was in the game and they had play action pass because that holds the defense and opens up things uh, down the field. But Tajay Spears, I think, is just going to, as the season goes on, get more and more playing time, more and more scheme. And as Mike Vrabel referenced in the video, they've got a problem on their hands. They want both guys on the field but there's only so much that they can do and only so much playing time that they can give. Yeah, and so I know that when Derrick Henry was on the field and the Titans ran play action, they were much more effective throwing the football. Both of those deep balls from Ryan Tannehill, the one to Burks and the one to Chris Moore, were off of Derrick Henry play action fakes. And that has a factor, right? Tajay Spears, as fun as he might be right now, is not going to have the same effect. Uh, when he's back there getting a play action fake at this point than Derrick Henry. So how can you use both of them? So I, very interesting uh, here to see what this gets into. But, you know, this leads us with, again, Nick Chubb's injury is kind of the uh, the thing that pushes the, the catalyst to have this conversation. But look, Nick Chubb has an out on his contract the Browns can use after the season before going into the last year of his deal. We all know that Derrick Henry is in a contract year. Saquon Barkley is in a one-year deal right after that was reworked, and now he's going to miss three games at least with a sprained ankle. There's a lot of contract situations with running backs, and now we can ask this question, and this is going to be interesting for Titans fans to answer because we're going after your heart. Would you rather have Derrick Henry or running back by committee in today's NFL? Would you rather have Derrick Henry or running back by committee in today's NFL? That's going to be the question to get your guys' opinion on here in a second. Not my boldest take. This is not where this is coming. That's coming later on. But first, let me tell you guys about Aura. Aura is where you can stay safe online with all of your information that continues to be sold by data brokers to telemarketers and spammers and robocallers. Aura will identify those data brokers who are taking advantage of having your information and automatically submit on your behalf opt-out requests to get that information stolen and taken away from the data brokers. And they did that for me. 30 data brokers were selling my information when I signed up for Aura. Aura got me out of those in about five or six days. And now I don't get spam calls. I don't get junk emails like I used to back in the spring before I signed up with Aura. And again, only took five or six days. We're going to give you a two-week free trial when you use our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. It really works. And then you can use the password manager and protector, the credit identity theft monitoring. So many different features that Aura offers after you start with the data brokers. But get a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. It is eSports. We're powered by BetMGM. I pushed Carolina plus three. And I won Steelers plus two. I was going for the Pittsburgh late in that game, and they ended up uh, pulling it out in Pittsburgh. And they beat the, I kind of went with history because the Steelers always beat the Browns in Pittsburgh in the Steel City. You yeah. can get it on the action all week heading into this weekend. You look at that college football slate, Austin. I don't know if you've seen that on Saturday. Wowza. That is get your popcorn ready, sit back, and tell the, life, the wife, I've got things to do. Because it's going to be fun on Saturday. You can bet. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of sports bets. That's sports books. That's BetMGM. 
All right, so the question we're asking here is, would you rather have Derrick Henry or running back by committee? It's an interesting question, but of how the NFL is going with running backs, we've had the conversation before, and now with Nick Chubb going down, the Browns are in a tough spot too. But the Titans have been using Tajay Spears uh, more than really any other backup to Derrick Henry when Derrick Henry has been healthy in the first two weeks of this Titans season. So, Zach, I will send you to the chat. What are people saying? Would you rather have Derrick Henry or running back by committee? Well, we put it to the test for this uh, Titans fan base that we talk to every day, which is the chat. And I will always compliment the fan base. They usually, they will be reasonable, right? That's a compliment, to be reasonable, because fans usually are not reasonable. Let's find out where they are on this question. Would you rather have Derrick Henry or running back by committee in today's NFL 2023? Matt goes king. Stephen King also goes Derrick Henry. So does James. So does Tank. So does Chris. Uh, Derrick Henry for Nick. Derrick Henry for Stephen. Ross says Derrick Henry. Running back by committee from Titans Kyle. So there's our first one right there. Cody says Henry. Derrick Henry as a Titans. Committee from Anthony. The King from Dre. Henry's Eric. IR says, uh, uh, or Eric is Henry. Derrick Henry from IR. Tighten up, says Derrick Henry. The King from Omar. Joshua says Derrick Henry. Alex says Henry. So does Rooney. Running back by committee with Tighten Up Ohio. What's shaking Titans goes Henry. So does Billy. So does Guy. So does J-Rome. Running back by committee with Henry and Spears. So DeMario doesn't fully play the game because it's either or. I think Henry definitely in the chat is winning this one from Brad. Jason there goes running back by committee. But overall, you got a lot of Henrys within this. Yeah. There's a couple of sprinkled running back by committees. But as as you referenced, we're pulling at your heartstrings, asking Mm. you to choose and pick your favorite kid, essentially. Yeah. You know, Henry or running back by committee. I have a unique answer to this, but I'm curious to see where you go for your answer. I'm going to get to Shane's uh, super chat real quick. He says, Henry, 100%. If the Titans use Henry on four or five more carries versus the Bengals, they're they're the AFC Championship game. Uh, They're in the AFC Championship game. They tried to adapt to the NFL and the loss. I disagree. I think if they use Derrick Henry less and use Deontay Foreman more in that game against the Bengals, they might have won because Foreman was the better running back that particular day. I don't know what you're going to go with, Zach, but I I find this is fascinating too because what I want in a running back is somebody that can do everything, right? Get you somebody that can run between the tackles. Get you somebody that can create space on the outside. Get you somebody who can catch the football and get you somebody who can pass protect. If you can find one person that can do all that, then by all means, ride that person, right? But how many of those are there? Like Derek Henry is not that. Christian McCaffrey kind of is. Kind of is, but he is. Jonathan but, Taylor is. Jonathan Taylor does not uh, catch the ball. Nick as much Chubb as you. is. Nick, but Nick Chubb. Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, these I'm, are facts. <laughs> but but here's the thing: those guys that you just mentioned, they haven't stayed healthy. None of them. None of them have stayed healthy. Nick oh, Chubb's yeah, been banged I mean, up. Not even this one. Christian McCaffrey's missed like 20 games in a two-year span. Austin Eckler's hurt currently. Jonathan Taylor's hurt currently and was hurt last year after carrying the Colts the year before. None of the guys you mentioned that are do it all can't have stayed healthy. I think that's fair. I would say that 
we don't talk about the running back by committee's injuries because they are a little bit more obsolete, right? So, of yes. course, you're going to come to the forefront of all of those injuries, which are absolutely correct. But you're not sitting here documenting, you know, the backups and their injuries. They also have less opportunity to get injured, right? So this is why I, I my, my aunt and Ricochet Ray asked, what's Austin's bold take? That'll be later in the show. We haven't gotten there yet. My answer for this question is running back by committee is the ideal way. If you can have two players that are the most versatile running backs you can find, that is the best way to do it because you can have somebody that can pass, protect, catch, run between the tackles, create space outside, and you have two of them. So if one of them goes down, you're okay. And you can protect them by not overloading one of them. Running back by committee is the best, smartest way to do it from a football standpoint, from a schematic standpoint of not being too predictable, and also from a financial standpoint. I say running back by committee is correct. So you look at the backups, and this is what I wanted to reference before. You know, the Titans have tried or attempted to get a backup to Derrick Henry, and they've just been unsuccessful over the last several years, right? They took Darrington Evans in the third round. He was a complete bust. Hassan Haskins has has his issues, and he hasn't been, you know, what he was at Michigan, or at least in that singular Ohio State game that he was really good at. And he's on IR for the whole year. He's done. Right? So, like, they've attempted, and they haven't been able to, to cement a backup. Now, they had some glimpse of, of, of hope. And, you know, Dante Foreman was brought up uh, yesterday or last week or whenever that was. But here is my assessment. And I think it is based on what you have at a singular position. If you have a less than, let's just say, great quarterback, like I would put... Solid, let's say solid quarterback. Now we're going to get into like terms, right? Because you (laughs) got elite, you got great, you got good, you got average, you got bad. But if you have Kirk Cousins or above. Kirk's like towing the line, (laughs) right? Like, God, because Tannehill's towing the line. Kirk and Tannehill are equal, right? Yeah, it's AFC Kirk Cousins and NFC Tannehill, right? They are are Spider-Man. Yes. Above that, though. I think that running back by committee is the correct formula is because if your quarterback play is solid and you feel great about it to get, that's where Super Bowls have been won. We've right. referenced that. I'm sure we still have that graphic. I got it. I got it. We've saved is look at the quarterbacks that have utilized all of these running backs and they've been Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, then you have the unique situation with the Eagles and Nick Foles, Tom Brady, like go, uh, Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning, Russell Wilson, right? So this stat backs up what I say is the recipe for this is if you have a solid quarterback, you need committee play. If you have an average quarterback, you'd rather have Derrick Henry and a bell cow back because it, extends your opportunity to make a playoff run. We saw that with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill playing better in the Ravens game. He played very well. 
to get them to an AFC championship game, but that was behind Derrick Henry, right? That Derrick Henry has been great for Ryan Tannehill. Now, this is probably, you know, this milk is about to expire at some point. But that, I think, is the recipe. So, you know, you put me into a corner and put a gun to my head, I'm going to ask, well, who's the quarterback, <laughs> right? Because that tells you the answer. But mm-hmm. history tells you that is the recipe. Really good quarterback, you need committee. Average to below average quarterback, you'd rather have that bell cow back. And that's been proven with all of the running backs that we've talked about. The Browns have been elevated because they haven't had great quarterback play, but they've had Nick Chubb. The Colts have been elevated because they've had Jonathan Taylor, but they haven't had great quarterback play. The Titans are that example. The list goes on and on and on. I think the unique situation is, and this is kind of what bucks the trend is, makes you scratch it. Justin Herbert, who is like, man, you should be so good, has had like an all-around great running back that can do it all, and the Chargers haven't really been able to do stuff. So, but overall, we've seen this is what needs to happen for your particular circumstance for your particular team. Yeah. Um, so are you taking Derek in your committee? Well, if you have to answer it in a vacuum, well, like what's that, my, who's my quarterback? Well, I, I know that, but that's not, I didn't have the, you know, that you're doing what you accused me of doing back in the day of not answering the question. If you're in a vacuum, Derek Henry or running back by committee, what this is. I'd rather have running back by committee. Okay. Because that means I've got a good quarterback. Well, no, I mean, (laughs) this is today's NFL. And why, but in today's NFL, the running back by committee is going to force me to try to find my great quarterback because that is the recipe. Yeah. So you're saying in another way of having a Derek Henry allows you to have a crutch for your quarterback it elevates a average team right yes now what's a bad team that has a running back by committee and a a, a bad quarterback or a young quarterback i mean i don't know who the panthers uh, running back currently is but you know miles sanders i I didn't watch that game last night so yeah but no, but you're seeing teams win. You know the the Saints are two and zero, oh and Alvin Kamara is gone. That's because they and now you know Jamal Williams, Williams hurt, though, but he's hurt now, and so and so now they've got Taysom Hill. Uh, so it's it's a weird dynamic of look another running back that got hurt. Like the running backs that are getting hurt right now, are the names are stacking up already. So, so that's, that's why that's my answer to really justify my answer. Yes, I agree. Is is running back by committee because I think you're going to go one way or the other. I think you're either going to be really good and get a quarterback or you're going to be really bad and you're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, somebody says Pittsburgh. Bork says Pittsburgh. With Najee Harris, I mean, is he a, you know, no, what he's is not that? a really good running back and an average, a below average to average quarterback. That's what you're asking though, right? Who is a, who is a below average? That's what you're asking, right? Or you're asking yeah, who has no, a committee. No, I'm asking who has a committee and an average to below average quarterback. It's Chicago Bears, and it's not going very well. That's a pretty good answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now you know have... what? They're going to have the ability to probably draft another quarterback. So that's why I say I'm trying to play chess here, mm-hmm. and chess is committee. I agree because it's cheaper. <laughs> you know, it's just that much cheaper. Well, um, and yeah, because you when you draft your quarterback, what do you want to do? You want to pay him early, mm-hmm. so. 
you can have the Patrick Mahomes effect and pay him $500 million over 10 years. Now I know they just restructured, but you pay him that and you see all the other quarterbacks surpass your quarterback and you've got a better one. Yeah. Andre uh, says King Henry and Prince Spears are more complimentary than committee. Henry can catch screens, but not run routes like Spears. Perfect tandem. So Andre brings up a very good point. And this is what I think the Titans are trying to completely change the game and have a bell cow back, but have an adequate running back that is so complimentary that the one-two punch is dynamic. The problem is, Andre, is that's not going to last for long, right? Because Henry's going to become too expensive and you're going to make business decisions and go with Tajay Spears. Yeah, So exactly. it's good for a little while, right? It, it's it's a summer loving, but eventually you got to settle down and move in together. And at that point, when you got decisions to make, Derrick Henry will be on another team or not paid as much. Yeah, we'll see. All right, you ready? I'm going to have my, in what I am calling, my boldest Derrick Henry prediction in quite a while, in quite, in quite a while. some time. We'll figure out after I go, after we have the conversation, We'll find out exactly where this stacks up in a few in my, days <laughs> in my Derrick Henry bowl predictions. Now, it, it, honestly, uh, I think this is going to be a, an interesting conversation that you guys are going to enjoy uh, with this positive bold take uh, and prediction that I have with Derrick Henry. But first, let me tell you guys all about uh, the bone and joint Institute. We talked about it earlier in the show, bone and joint TN.org is where to go whenever an injury occurs in life. Talking a lot about running back injuries, just like life injuries happen. And you have to know where you can turn to, to trust to get you back to health. So your inconvenient injury is not bothering your life uh, for a long-term situation that the bone and joint Institute has helped me out over uh, the years when I've had a shoulder that's been affecting my sleep. They helped me out with that plantar fasciitis has been affecting everything with my foot pain. They helped me out with that as well as, my knee injury back in the day uh, with the folks at the Bone and Joint Institute. So check them out in Franklin. They are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care online to book an appointment at boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. Bonus bet, if you use that bonus code, gets you up to 1500 bucks back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's huge. It used to be $500. Now, inflation, I'm not going to get into politics, but uh, look at the course from $500 now to $1,500. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports for uh, new users. You get bonus bets all the way up to $1,500 at big time on BetMGM. All right. So, Zach, getting set for my, what I'm calling my boldest Derek Henry. Uh, prediction in quite some time we'll figure out where it ranks in your meter after we have the conversation but Zach I had this epiphany a couple weeks ago maybe three and I talked to Sam about it and Sam's going to work on an article for a to z sports.com later on Zach my prediction after Nick Chubb's injury my prediction Derek Henry will be the NFL's last 10,000 yard career rusher Derrick Henry will be the NFL's last 10,000-yard career rusher. I think that's a bold take because there are currently 31 players in NFL history who have uh, 10,000 career rushing yards. 
And if you look at the active leaders and how the running back game is changing and where these guys are, I don't necessarily see somebody else to have the longevity of a career like Derrick Henry is going to have to get to that cliff. So here is the active rushing leaders. And again, 31 players have gone over 10,000 career rushing yards. Derrick Henry is 1,522 yards away. And this is up to date through two games. Ezekiel Elliott is behind him. Nick Chubb, who just went down with nearly 3,500 yards to go. Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. Like, look how far down the list that Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara are in their rushing yards throughout their careers. I don't think anybody else, in, like, you can say Bijan Robinson, the guy who's played two games in his career, like, 10,000 yards is not going to happen anymore once Derrick Henry is done. And, like, is Derrick Henry guaranteed to do it? I mean, 1,500 yards more. And he's going to be 30 years old at the end of this season. I mean, look, he could do it this season, right? That would be astronomical. And he'll have a couple more years. But I don't think anybody after Derrick Henry is going to have a chance to do this. I respectfully disagree, and I'll tell you why. But I think it is fascinating, and I think you've brought up a very interesting point that probably goes unnoticed right because the years just go by and then all of a sudden you blink and you look at that list and it does make you start to think about the evolution of the running back no longer do you have you know the Emmett Smiths the Terrell Davises the you know OJ Simpsons you know those guys that I mean they were at the premier they were getting paid for what that money was worth it's tiddlywinks now but it is it has evolved. I, I don't disagree with you here. I think that it's flawed though. So I'm curious to see what the chat has to well, say. Yeah. I think that your notion is flawed. And here I will I'll give you a little credit. Uh-huh. It's a bold take because yeah. it involves the word ever. Yes. Right. And that's right. why I also think it's wrong. But so, anytime uh, you ever say ever, just like you said that Derrick Henry would Never, ever make a Pro Bowl. Never, ever, ever, ever look, make I'm a Pro Bowl. I'm not afraid to be wrong. That bold take. Look, yeah, we get wrong. That was that was your worst. That's what I was referencing at the beginning no, so, of the show. So here's the thing. So uh, people are bringing up Zeke. Jonathan says Zeke only needs 1,700 yards and likely has four more years. You think Ezekiel Elliott has four more years left? Maybe. I mean, to do what? To get 1,700 yards? Like, look at what Zeke's, like, Zeke is only 28 years old. That's another conversation, another comment I'm seeing there. But Ezekiel Elliott has so many carries and has had injury problems over the last couple of years. Like, he couldn't find a team. And once you get off of your first team, like, it's going to deteriorate in your touches and yards accumulation over time. And so Ezekiel Elliott is wrong. I I think you're wrong here. I I would make a bet here and hopefully we live long lives. We'll be able to play this out. I'm willing to make a bet here that you're incorrect. Yes. The, um, the odds are against me. I'm not an idiot by thinking that, but like Mark Ingram is the third active leading rusher and he's got 1900 yards left. And Mark Ingram has been playing for a decade plus, right? Like Melvin Gordon is already banged up. He's not going to get there. Neither is Latavius Murray. Dalvin Cook has already got cut because he's too expensive for what he is. And Joe Mixon, that's a long way to go. 
Aaron Jones, like all these guys are entering their late twenties. And the problem with that is if you're entering your late twenties and you don't have an established role in a franchise, then you're going to be deemed expendable because you're going to be too expensive. And somebody younger than you at 23 or 24 years old is going to have more juice in their legs and going to end cheaper and is going to jump over you. And so I think once you get to 28 years old, if you're not within striking distance to piece together a couple journeyman years, like Zeke's going to have to do to it try to can the- be done though. We saw Frank Gore do it. We've seen guys do that. Adrian Peterson did it right. Like journeyman years. You are correct. That's yes. Probably like, what it's going to take. But Frank Gore, uh, I'm trying to find Frank Gore on my list here. Yeah. Scroll all the way up. He started his career in 2005, right? It's a very different NFL. Adrian Peterson started his career in 2007. It's very different. Like if you look at the top leading rushers, their careers all started, you know, AP is the latest at 2007. They're all a lot earlier starts when you've got running backs that were more of a commodity that you drove behind of an offense for a long time. Like we're talking right now about running backs, not getting paid franchise or not getting second contracts. Like if so, if running, if teams aren't willing to pay the best running backs, second contracts, then why? how are they going to piece together 10,000-yard seasons? So we can ask our question about this. But just to give you guys more data, Zach, what do you think is a very good yards in a season by a running back in today's NFL? In the year 2023, X running back had XYZ number of yards. That is a damn good year. What is that yards number for you? A damn good year? Yes, because... I mean, 1,200, 1,250. Okay, let's do 1,250. So 10,000... 1,200, I don't know. We'll do 1,250. You think, you think somebody can do 1,250 eight times in today's NFL? Well, I'll, I have a reasoning. I, I'm, I, you haven't, I have my reasoning, my pushback for what I haven't said what I've said. No, it's great. This is where I think that you haven't accounted for. Okay. All I right, think there's so, two things that you haven't accounted for. All right. So we want to know if you guys agree or disagree with my statement. Derrick Henry will be the NFL's last 10,000 yard rusher. It is a bull take here. In the history of time. Yeah. In yeah. The, history the, of the, la- the NFL's last 10,000 yard rusher. I'm not running away from that. Uh, but first, Krebs Kubota, that is who should be your last equipment provider because she should just pick Krebs Kubota and keep going back until you no longer need equipment because they do it the best. They have the Kubota brand as being an elite Kubota dealer in Middle Tennessee with three locations, Murfreesboro, Columbia, and Franklin. Krebs Kubota is where to turn because you get the best warranties with the best equipment with Kubota and you get the best customer service with the family that is the Krebs part of the company. They've been doing it for over 18 years in this area and they strive to have the best customer service to make sure that you have the best experience with your projects around your home, your property, big or small. If you need a mower, they got zero turn mowers. If you have a tricky yard with some hills and ditches, they got the right safe mowers for for you. If you got a bunch of land and you need bigger machinery, they got it all right there too. So check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. It is Sports powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. You got football on the brain. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports and download the app in your Apple or Android app store. That's BetMGM. All right. So I say 
Derrick Henry will be the NFL's last 10,000-yard rusher because now Nick Chubb, who is 3,500 yards away, having his second significant knee injury to the same knee in his career, turning 28 years old, was the best other option. And so uh, I'll put the stat graphic up there of the active rushing leaders and how far away they are from 10,000 to be joining the 31 players who have hit that number. Uh, Zach, you say you have two things that I'm missing here uh, as we get your opinion and the chat's opinion here. Yeah, let's go to the chat real quick. Tress says the answer is no, Austin. Disagree from Noah. Lane is agreeing with you. IR is disagreeing with you. Section is saying... I agree, but Nick disagrees. Dylon says he agrees, but uh, Lot says disagree. Matt agrees, uh, agree. Jeremy brings up Ezekiel Elliott, pretty down, dang close. Here's a string of agrees. Eric, uh, Sheila, and Koss all agree. Eric disagrees. Uh, Hello disagrees. Guy agrees. Jacob disagrees. Steele disagrees. It's pretty close. You've got some people on board. Here are the two things that I think that you didn't think of for the future. Because when you mm-hmm. say ever, I think that's what kind of was like, yeah, well, yeah. Anything is possible, as sure. you referenced Kevin. And, and Garnett, I understand right? it's a it's a big statement here. I I think that the running back, this is a trend, right? Everything is a trend. The evolution of football, I don't know where it's going. I don't think it's gonna go back to the wing T, but I think that there can be in the history of football an evolving game that involves running backs gaining yards because they are key to moving the football regardless of what it is. So I think in the history of football, you've seen the tight ends evolved. You've seen wide receivers evolved. You've seen linemen evolved. I mean, you've seen so many different things. So I don't, I think that this is an era of running backs taking a step back. And also, Austin, this past offseason even, how many running backs, including Derrick Henry, bound together to try to change it, right? Oh, yeah. It's because it's affecting their money. Right. And so, But I I do think that that hurts your your prediction. I disagree. Because you're talking about running backs or other positions evolving. Running backs have already evolved. They've evolved to catch the ball more. Football will continue to evolve. It's not going to stop. No, I know. But like, how is, how do you think it's going to go back to being less pass uh, favorable? <laughs> I think, uh, I, I think it goes in eras. I think that it's, it's not singular. I think you're just sitting here saying that it, it will turn completely into flag football. And I it's going to be that. more, it's get, like, it's going to continue to go towards the flag football direction. than it is the nineties direction here here is what you also didn't account for they're going to have more opportunities they're going to play 20 games eventually that's more opportunity so when you say you ask the question the right question which is what do you say uh a great or good running back season is Mm -hmm. you know three four years ago i would probably said a thousand yards right now i'm saying 1250 eventually i'm going to say 1500 there's no, just going to be more gonna, games. Go the NFL yep. is, not, is, is not going to slow down. There will eventually be 20 games in the regular season in 10 to 15 years. It won't slow down. Greed, money, all of that. And so I think the 
what football will be in 30 years, running backs will have more opportunity. And you're always going to have that singular guy that stays around and avoids the almighty injury. And I think that's the guy that's going to get you. And it's not going to be this all great Derrick Henry-esque player, but if you play for long enough, you'll rack up enough yards. No, I'm with you. So uh, you said 1250 is a really damn good season for rushing yards. For now. Right, yeah, now. So five guys did that last year. Miles Sanders shipped off to a new team. Saquon Barkley, they tagged him. They didn't want to give him money to extend, and now he's hurt. Nick Chubb, he's out for the year last night. Then you have Derrick Henry, and then Josh Jacobs, the same situation as Saquon Barkley. Franchise tagged him, didn't want to sign him long-term. So you got five guys. Five guys that did that last year. That Derrick Henry is the only one who has like a legitimate like role on his offense right now that's that can stay healthy and, and he's in the contract year. So even he's got some volatility to this too. That's why I think it's so fascinating. Austin, like if if Zeke turns into a journeyman, he's gonna get you. Yeah, but Mac Jones has the same amount of rushing yards as Zeke as Zeke Elliott does right now. Like like seventeen hundred yards. He's played two games. <laughs> I know my but he but, <laughs> but Zeke is not really not gonna have an opportunity to have a lead running back role. Like that was taken. He's he's beyond that point in his career. Oh, I, I don't. This that's what the journeyman status represents. So yeah, seventeen hundred yards is a journeyman. That's a lot of journeys. And Zeke, I, I don't necessarily think he's going to be good enough. Like he's not going to be. He's too expensive. Like that's my point too. He will become that, less and less expensive. Adrian Peterson became less and less expensive. Yes, but but would you rather have thirty-one-year-old Zeke three years into his journeyman career, or a twenty-two-year-old guy who's got more juice and energy and legs? You'd rather have the cheaper young Yes, of course. You'd rather have a healthy running back. I mean, you're playing ifs and buts. What I'm saying, so here's another factor, and this is a question. Do the 10,000 yards, do playoff yards count, or is this only regular season? regular season. Right? So I also think injury can help journeyman running backs, right? Because at the end, we saw the Titans. I mean, Adrian Peterson in a Titans uniform does not make any sense. Yeah, but we saw that. And then he jumped to the Seahawks. And I'm not saying he was super productive. That was kind of his final last hurrah. But I, I I think all of a sudden you're playing 20 games in a year instead of 17. Yeah, but that's like, gonna happen though, Austin. I just like and so now the season job. Now you have a running back that has more two thousand yard seasons. You need less seasons because you're playing a lot of games. I think that's, again, I I think you're going to get got. I think the philosophy makes sense. I think you're going to get got by the logistics of football evolving. All right. So Devin's asking, where is he getting 20 games from? 20 games is because you're basically saying there will be no more preseason games and they'll all be regular season. Because right now, right now, ever. No, I'm just answering Devin's comment. So chill out a second. Like Devin asked, where are you getting 20 from? Zach's 20 is actually coming from somewhere that makes sense. There are 17 regular season and three preseason. That's 20. There were 16 regular season and four preseason. That's 20. Each owner wants 10 gates, wants 10 ticket distributions. So 20 games, 10 home and 10 away is kind of what the NFL probably will get to however many years and decades down the road and CBAs have to be collectively bargained and all that stuff too. But I guess my, my overall point is that you're having the best running backs right now Right now, the best running backs right now are struggling to get second contracts from the teams that drafted them. That is correct. Because 
the teams outside the Titans, which is why Derrick Henry is the outlier here, outside the Titans, how many of those second contracts paid off for the teams that gave them? Like, is the Saints' Camara contract paying off? Nah. I mean, well, that's because he's an idiot. <laughs> well, but still, but you know, uh, and, you know, McCaffrey got traded. He got moved. Nick Chubb's now hurt again. You've got Zeke that they found Tony Pollard, who's faster and cheaper, and they now they're trying to replace him in a year or two, right? It's just a revolving door. Saquon Barkley's not worth it right now. Neither is Josh Jacobs. And, you know, Bijan Robinson could be great. But now, like, if it's not Zeke, if it's not Chubb, who's got a devastating injury, like, is your best chance Bijan Robinson, who's played two games? Starting out, but there's going to yeah, be a lot more. But that's, I, that's, but that's my point, is that, if you look at who could be the next 10,000 yard rusher after Derrick Henry and you're using Bijan Robinson as your vote for it'll happen again, that's, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen to Bijan Robinson over the next seven, eight years that don't, that doesn't allow him to get there. Like are the Falcons going to be wanting to pay Bijan Robinson $18 million a year in four years? Probably not. Again, I'm betting on ever. If this was a period of 10 years, then maybe I agree with you, right? I think ever. I'm uh, Ever is such a long time. <laughs> I know, but uh, Minnesota moved on from Dalvin Cook. I mean, there's examples all across the board of teams are moving on from their highly paid running backs because the cheaper, younger ones can do almost as good for a lot different price. Yeah, and, and they're that, paying the wide receivers. I mean, that yes. has been noticed. And and that's my other thing, too, is that Christian McCaffrey, I think, is worth his contract. Why? Because he catches a bunch of footballs. Like, he gains yards. He scores touchdowns. He's more but of a, a wide of, receiver, you would say, than a running No, back. he's definitely a running back. But still, <laughs> my my he's actually leading the NFL in rushing so far this season. Uh, but when, when you look at Christian McCaffrey, a lot of his touches or that used to be running back carries for guys like Eddie George, Edron James and Clinton Portis. And uh, you know, all those, you know, uh, Curtis Martin, like he's now catching 60 plus 80 passes a season instead of running the ball more to get those rushing yards. So that's why I don't think it's ever going to, I think Derek Henry and if Zeke can scratch and claw and embarrass himself all the way up to 10,000, then he might do that, but it's not going to look pretty. When he's 32 years old, trying to get to 10,000 yards rushing. For Zeke, he really has to have a, 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 a good year with the Patriots, right? They've got to figure out how to use him. And he's got to earn that I can still play. Because if but, he earns what? the I can still play, then I don't know. I think it's a one-year deal, I would assume. And the problem is Stevenson's better, right? But the Patriots are going to run the football. <laughs> yes, but Stevenson is much better. So again, I think it's a great, I think it's a great bold prediction. I, I think it's juicy. I think Derrick Henry has a really strong chance to be the NFL's last 10,000 yard career rusher. We'll find out. Maybe. We're <laughs> One gonna, day. Well, and, and, and can Derrick get there? He's got Actually, we'll never years. find out. Probably not. Probably That's not. it. We'll never know. Yeah. This was your boldest prediction that we'll never know. Oh man. Cause uh, ever we, we don't know what's yeah. going to be like in 30, 30. Yeah, I don't know. I won't be here. No apparently, I, don't know if, I don't know if you saw, but there's going to be a meteor that hits in like 2184. That's going to blow up the earth. That 2184. Is, yeah. Well, I'd, li- I'd, I would have lived a long life. I could, yeah, I'm we okay had about 160 that. years ago from that. I'm okay.
Your grandkids, grandkids will be gone by then. All right. So, Zach, let's go ahead and get to Throwing Shade here to wrap up this Tuesday. If you missed it, Throwing Shade now on Tuesdays and Trivia on Wednesdays. Let's throw some shade. Shade to wrap up our Tuesday shows presented by Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process. See him in Lebanon. Go say hey to our friend Payne Bone, who runs the thing and the show up there at Wilson County Hyundai, or check him out online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. So, Zach, shade time here on the show. Uh, I will let you check and keep an eye out on the chat uh, or also kind of dive into your shade. Lou man says shade on A to Z. I don't know what Lou man thinks that I am doing to him, but Lou man has a constant like paranoia fear that I am blocking him or deleting his comments or, or not allowing him to be a full participant of the show. Lou man, I'm not doing anything to you, dude. Like you're here, you're commenting. I see it. It's just, I don't know what's going on, but there's a Lou man shade on us. Noah says shade on the Colorado State safety who hit Travis Hunter. Now we won't see him against Oregon at USC. I agree with that. It was a cheap shot, lacerated liver. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've enjoyed the the coach uh, coach Prime's runs. Eventually going to come to an end, probably sooner rather than later. But it has been a fun ride. Uh, shade on dirty players. Colorado game, Tennessee game. Friday, a kid tried to take. Sean's son's knee out after a play. Always the ones getting worked that get dirty. Oh, that's scary right there. Devin says throwing shade on his alarm that never went off. Going to, uh, never going to hear the end of it. Jeff, Big Ten Jeff is throwing shade on you and Charlie. Charlie for saying he missed a big bright yellow super chat Saturday. And Austin for saying they're, they aren't guaranteed to be red. I'll, if they I- aren't red, what's the point of having them? I'll no, let you so know. look. I, I will. So uh, Big Ten Jeff, uh, this happened in the Vols halftime show during the Florida game when Charlie and Crompton had a massive audience and had a bunch of live comments. Jeff, I think, threw uh, a super chat in there and was upset that it didn't get read. Now, here's the problem with this. One, there are a ton of comments that fly in when you're doing a halftime show. It moves really fast. But when you're also doing a halftime show and you're limited to about 15 minutes of content, You're not going to waste or break up or let one super chat dictate the flow of that show if it doesn't fit the current flow of the conversation. And nowhere, nowhere is it said anywhere that a super chat is guaranteed to be read on screen. We appreciate everybody's super chats. We try to get to super chats and acknowledge them. But like we have a show to do. And we also are not going to allow one viewer that does a super chat to dictate the direction of hundreds of people watching and commuting or listening and conversating through a show. Like that's not what the super chats are for. They're not for you to bump up to the head in the line to take a pot shot or make a, make what a was the comment? Uh, I'll have to dig through. Um, it was a negative, obviously big 10 Jeff watching the balls game day show. It was probably something smart ass about uh, the game. So and Jeff, like, is, I, cause I have a little bit different, I understand what you're saying. Um, I, Super Chat should be read. I it should I, be read. That, that, so I think that that's the responsibility of the host to make sure that that happens. Now, if Super Chats are saying like, go F yourself and is, you know, to a degree that they're unreadable, they should not. I don't think Big Ten Jeff would do that. I don't know. But I would re- redo your comment of what it is. We'll read it here live on air. 
But for free, Super Chat should me. be read. If you pay money, you should get it. So that is the host's responsibility. That's me coming from what needs to happen. I also understand the flow of the show. The halftime show is tough. I've done plenty of halftime shows. As of you, Austin, you get 10 minutes and things start flying. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't mind uh, apologizing for Big Ten Jeff. us not getting to it. It was not meant for that. But Super Chat should be read because if you pay money, you should get your Yeah, I'm, your I'm day trying to court. find it because it was on Twitter and you know, I can't find it through my notification. So, right if now. yeah, look, you can rechat Big Ten Jeff and we'll read it here. Jonathan's throwing shade at the U.S. Air Force. How do you lose an F-35? I did see that. That is unusual um let's see here throwing shade at ohio state fans so matt's throwing shade at big 10 jeff uh that think they're gonna beat notre dame this weekend i did put 50 dollars to win 500 on sam hartman to win the heisman so all right i, I got the, i have the jeff super chat he said back to reality i told y'all milton is not good but y'all laughed one good year and all and 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 y'all that you were the bleep, Graham Mertz and that offense making y'all look sorry with a bunch of laughing emojis. So again, like that's a very self-involved super chat. Like it, come on, like, like, like it's, yeah, like if you commented that on their Monday Big Orange podcast, they have the time to read that. But when during a halftime show, when things are moving so fast, they're not going to disrupt their entire, their entire show flow in a 15 minute spot to read your super chat. All right. John says throwing shade on rude people. Parents at gymnastics class yesterday came to the class early and there was nowhere to sit. So two of us had to stand for 90 minutes and watch our kids. That's a tough scene. That also is on the gymnasium for the gymnastics. They need seating. You go get some chairs. If you're paying your son or daughter to go to gymnastics, get some chairs. Uh, so I think that's probably on two. Um, let's see here. Shade on Jags fans for thinking they're better than the Titans. That will be found out later this year. Um, shade on sportsbooks for freezing the Titans and Browns game when Chubb went down. I was making my at the moment Chubb got inter, in, uh, injured. Well, it's trying to beat you know the sportsbooks yeah. kind of got it. It was. Um... Browns minus four and a half before the last night's game, but obviously it's off right now because they're trying to figure out the Chubb thing and uh, some other injuries with the Browns. Zach, what's your shade? My shade goes to uh, myself and it's uh, my fantasy team. Cause I know you wanted to know about that. Yes. My first two picks in this year's fantasy draft was Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. So week two was rough. I'm and two. And things do not look like they're getting any better. So I had to eat that all weekend. And there's nothing worse than like, you know, you get to a point when you're bad at fantasy, you're like, okay, who cares? I can't do anything. I can't yeah. make the playoffs. It's week two though, right? So I think it's too early. I'm going to have to make some moves, some waiver wires. But yeah, shade on myself for drafting two of those players. And it made so much sense. I was like, running backs, bell cow backs, going to get me points. Both injured. Yeah, that's why I don't like fancy football because it, you know you, you do all that stuff and then you're just out I mean, of your that's control. That's the fun though. of it. Fancy yeah, I mean, I just. Fun. Uh, so my shade is on people that that completely misunderstood and that disagree with my tweet Saturday night at the end of the Tennessee Florida game when Graham Mertz was trying to run time off the clock 
and was dancing around on fourth down before taking a knee and got hit in the process of taking a knee. I tweeted, if you're going to try to get cute and run around before you take a knee, prepare to get hit. That's how it works. And yeah, if you're a runner, if you're running around in the backfield as to waste clock, which is the correct move, not doubting that, but don't get all pissy when a defensive lineman tries to hit you while you're running. That's how that works. That's how that works. So everybody who's who's coming after me or Florida fans who found it that I don't care about, never talk to again, they just think I'm some like, you know, you know, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Of course a ball fan would say that. Prepare to that's how it works when the balls come to the swamp. Yeah, that's how it works too. The balls get beat in the swamp. I know that. Been around the block a time or two for 20 years. But still, like if you're gonna run around, you're a runner. You're gonna get hit. Deal with it. That's how that works. So I agree with you on that. Uh they you know it's a rivalry game, so that's why it got cute, but you gotta deal with the repercussions. Yeah, and hey. The SEC suspended one ball and three Gators. That that tells you how they thought about that. So that is my shade to wrap up this Tuesday. Uh, Going to have a really good show uh, throughout the week. Uh, Sam will be on tomorrow. We'll talk a lot about uh, the Titans moving forward. We'll kind of see what happens with this matchup between the Titans and the Browns without Nick Chubb and a really struggling Deshaun Watson. So make sure uh, on your way out the door, you hit that thumbs up button. We need you to like the show before you go. Always, always more people watching than hit the like button. So please hit the like button on Facebook and on YouTube. And we'll see you tomorrow morning. Buck Rising live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll see you then. Thanks. Adios.